Hi, we are the Good Ship Illustration and we run online courses to help illustrators and image makers navigate a creative career. We are Tanya, Katie and Helen. We have about 70 years experience between us, each of us working in a different area of illustration. This series is a special picture book series of podcast question and answer sessions. Um, right now the doors to the picture book course are open, so you can just Google the Good Ship Picture Book course and we should show up. Um, but we'll pop a link in the description as well. We've got a special Q&A on Wednesday on Instagram Live, haven't we? Yes. Seven o'clock Wednesday, turn up, ask all your questions there about the course or picture books, whatever. Yeah. And if you want to make sure you get all the email reminders and stuff, just make sure you're getting our emails, which you can do on our website, thegoodshipillustration.com. Um, yeah, we'll see you there. Okay, so we've had a brilliant question, um, and I'm sure a lot of people will be in the same similar boat. So this one says, I'm feeling really depressed about having found a sweet spot when my little one was younger, where I was finding the time to be a mum and create and work through the courses but now I feel like I don't have any time between his increasing needs and the need to make money. Big accommodation moves, etc. haven't helped. I know that this time is limited and I should be making the most of it because he'll grow up so fast, but I feel so frustrated. The only thing that feels like it feeds my not-a-mum soul is when I snatch the time to do an art club exercise on catch-up. Oh. Yeah. Also says, I would love some advice keeping the dream candle burning while it feels so far away. And the dream candle, she's put, is being a professional illustrator and getting beyond this stage while it feels so far away. Oh, Oh, I mean, this must ring bells for so many people. I remember this so well. I mean, my girl's 15 now, so she has a better social life than I do and she doesn't need me like that anymore. But I remember those early days being so hard. Um, Yeah, I would say just don't set your expectations too high. Like even one tiny thing every day. I mean, even surviving the day is is incredible. So if you fit one tiny thing in every day, like drawing with your child together on one piece of paper and maybe even take a picture and put it on Instagram so that you're talking to other illustrators with kids because um, this is a conversation people love to have on Instagram um, still staying creative while you have children you keep your expectations small tiny tiny creative thing every day um, I actually wrote down a few things yeah make it a tiny sketch but I remember even sketching with pie was impossible she would as soon as I got my pencil out, she'd grab it out of my hand and start drawing on my book. And it was really hard. Yeah, we have that too, like grabbing the Apple pencil and slavering all over it and like, yeah. smash it on things. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's expensive. I used to really like going to the library and looking at all the picture books because she was really happy with that. And I was really happy with that. That was a really good little task to do together quite regularly. But you know, Katie, you're in you're in the thick of this now. Yeah, I'm living it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it doesn't help that everyone does say like, oh, enjoy it. They grow up so fast and... The annoying part of that is that you know it's true as well, and that I enjoy every minute. You're like, really? Every minute? <laughs> All of them? Like, this one's not very enjoyable. But yeah, there's, I think, like Helen mentioned, just lo- lowering the bar for yourself can make it so much more tolerable. Because um, it is a short chapter, isn't it? But I'm sure I read somewhere that it's something like 5% of their life is those three first first three years with you maybe that's terrible maths I'm sure it was something like that I'm bad at numbers but that put it into perspective for me I was like okay maybe for three years I don't mind working part-time and feeling a bit frustrated and like Ugh, all the time um and also not feeling bad about getting childcare if you can afford it but then also in terms of childcare, I made notes here as well I know Frankie from doing it for the kids that's a brilliant online community for people with children who are freelancing but she did a childcare swap in the summer holidays so 
and it'd probably work all the time if you had friends with small children like they did a swap so like one afternoon one person had both the toddlers the other afternoon somebody else had and hers are older than toddlers but this is an example so like if even if you can't financially make formal childcare work you can totally bung together with friends and it doesn't matter if you don't have family you can like find people and stick together now we used to do that our neighbors over the road had children similar age and we used to just swap shifts in the summer holidays throwing them over the road yeah. so you get a few hours to yourself and then the next day there's a comeback that was really useful do you i was going to mention katie as well like um have you found that when you do get time to work that you're way more focused because i stopped watering the plants and mm. doing the dishes and i i realized that that time was so valuable that I would get in that workroom and I would really, really focus way more than pre-children. Absolutely. I'm like a machine. Yeah. Like I go in and actually my studio is so messy now because tidying the studio is not a valuable task. So I'm just like, I go in, it's like a, wall, a worn, clear path to the desk. <laughs> I sit down and I get the work done. And it also means I'm much less tolerant of like time-wasty rubbish. So if I'm on client calls and nothing's happening, I'm like, wait, 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 okay, move it on, move it on. I've like, I've only got nine hours a week. What are you doing? You're wasting my time. Um... So I don't know if that's a blessing. Maybe just make, seem really angry when I work with people now because I'm like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Do you know how little time I have? <laughs> um, and you're trying to blend things with when the the baby, the toddler is awake and not waiting till she's asleep to do things. So like really boring stuff like housework before, I was like waiting till she was asleep and then doing it. But now I'm just like, I let her hold onto my leg while I'm doing the dishes and get Weetabix out of the cupboard and eat them dry sitting on the floor so that I can cook tea in peace like I don't know I think just letting her exist alongside the other bits of my life so that then when she is asleep I'm like right it's work time or it's yeah. art time and we, we I remember you talking about doing the dishes we used to have a dishwasher um but what I realized was that if my hands were wet from washing up Pi did not want me to touch her or touch her toys or anything she used to go eh, your hands are wet so we got Perfect. rid of the dishwasher <laughs> The real reason. <laughs> we got rid of the dishwasher partly because she just didn't want anything to do with me while my hands were wet. And um, I would just have my best ideas just staring out of the window. And the dishwasher just became like a big stinky cupboard. It was, oh, it was so horrible. So yeah, we just got rid of it because often I'm washing up and have great ideas staring out the window. Yeah. You've got to value those time and spaces, haven't you? Mm. So sleep time is premium time and only for you and your creativity. Yeah, which is sad for Cameron, my husband, because sometimes I'm like, I, I can't talk now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to work and read things and just have my own time. I've been talking all day and not having any time to myself, so goodbye, which is maybe not fair on him, but it won't be forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think, I mean, there may be illustrators out there who have managed to do large projects when their children are under five, it seems impossible, but maybe you did it, Helen. Yeah, I did make picture books, but I was, re I was really lucky to have friends nearby with babies as well. You know that I met at the yoga groups before she was born. So we would swap shifts with the babies. We'd drop them off at each other's houses and get a few hours. So I, I still made picture books while she was little, but it I'm not saying it was easy. Yeah. It was quite stressful. Did it go slower? Like, did did yeah. you need to take a lot longer to do? Yeah, I definitely was slower than before. Yeah, I still made them, but it it wasn't easy snatching time. But I'm, like Katie was saying, we're more focused in those in that couple of hours where Pi was at somebody's house. I was so focused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even with primary school, I remember when I first met you and I moved back to the UK, and you, I said, "What hours do you work to get all this done?" And you said, "Well, we stop when they come back from school." School was really close, so. Mm. 
Pi was back by quarter to four or something, wasn't she? Half yeah, three. three-ish when she was little. Yeah, so, so the work day was from sort of half nine after I dropped her off and come back half nine till sort of three when I'd go and pick her up. It was impossible to work after that. It was just too painful. It made yeah. us all unhappy. Yeah. That's so the all of my well, work it? time was squished in the day, middle of the day. Yeah, I think like trying to do both at the same time is when it gets horrible. Mm. Like when you're like, oh, this is going to be fine. She'll be asleep. They're never asleep when you want them to be asleep. If you're counting on a nap, don't learn from my mistakes. I started booking in client calls thinking it was during nap time. And then she's like, what's that? Do you need me to be asleep? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I feel very tired now. That's what everybody says at Art Club, isn't it? We have yeah. Art Club... Um, at seven o'clock in the evening UK time and and that's the time everybody's getting their kids to bed and the kids get wind of it and that's it yeah they're awake (laughs) yeah Yeah. but art club that would be a good one even if you just have time to do art club yeah or we will say the little things you could achieve in small amounts of time that would give yourself a win each day like making a couple of color palettes that only needs to be 10 minutes fiddling with your paint just give yourself 10 minutes. You could probably do that with a toddler at the table as well, just mixing colours together. They'd love that. We um, were, oh, we were talking about the Paula Metcalf thing, weren't we? Oh, yeah, that recent Instagram post by Paula Metcalf, picture book maker. She's working, she, was she in school or just working with a I, toddler friend? I got the impression friend, she was sure. in, it was in school, and, yeah. but it was a five or six-year-old and they collaborated on some artwork together. I mean, her artwork is amazing anyway, but these two pieces that she posted that she shared with a five-year-old oh my god they're amazing this wouldn't could be that be a lovely project wouldn't it if you get your paints out yeah. every day with your toddler and you draw together and you just put the results on instagram definitely there's somebody yeah. is it doodly boo on instagram does she draw things for her children to color in as well while she's working oh, does she? or maybe it was somebody yeah. else there was somebody on instagram doing that yeah. i was like that's genius yeah as soon as she's old enough to color in yeah. <laughs> <I'm doing that. laughs> get them to do half the work they get yeah, exactly. a studio assistant if you train them i hate coloring in but yeah, I think the theme, isn't it, is just like accepting help and kind of lowering your expectations on yourself. Like well, being I, really... I must tell you about some probably bad parenting I did. Oh, good, yes, well, please do. Well, I put locks on my studio door. My studio had two doors, two ways in. And obviously you think, I'm going to sneak off and do a bit of work now. And she'd be in, straight in. Oh, no. So I had to put locks on the doors. <laughs> it was really <laughs> painful. I can remember. Uh, it was fine if I pretended to go out of the house. I'd say, I'm going to work, leave the house. Soon as I could hear her playing with Jerry, I'd sneak back in into the workroom, lock the doors, and she'd be fine because she was with Jerry and she thought I was out. But if she heard the tiniest noise in there, she'd be at the door, Mummy, Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, she used to put letters under the like sneak little letters under the door. It was absolutely heartbreaking. And sometimes she used to cry if I was in there working. It was terrible. But she she used to get a revenge by when I came out of work she'd go in and lock the doors and shout cry mummy cry <laughs> <laughs> you be me <laughs> yeah that's brilliant <laughs> oh yeah painful but you know you got to pay the bills haven't you you have yeah that's mm. parental guilt mm. everywhere isn't there you never feel like you're doing it right so even if you did it perfectly you wouldn't escape guilt-free so you might as well get some work done exactly you and know, make like... use of the guilt that came anyway and she got payback. I felt like that was a healthy end to the situation. Yeah. I cried outside the door. Oh. <laughs> Performance <laughs> crying. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, this one is very juicy. When the pro-children's book illustrators slash writers want to come up with a new idea to execute, are they researching what the trendy topics and styles are and try to produce where the market is heading? Or if they believe in the story, do they just check their gut feelings, maybe with a publisher, and dive in? Well... 
speaking as a pro-children's book publisher myself, I never go on Instagram and check the trends and topics. In fact, I avoid them because by the time they're doing the rounds on Instagram, you make your book, takes you six months to make it, publish it, six months or a year to publish it. That trend has moved on. And, And there are so many people doing those trends, aren't there? Yeah. It's just... I, I feel as if, well, this is what we talk about, the good ship all the time. You're better to find your own obsessions and write about those. Because um, too many people are doing those trendy topics. You don't want to be another person on Instagram doing that style that's doing the rounds. Because how are you going to stand out from the rest? How are you going to have a long-term career with that trend? When that trend goes out of fashion, where are you? Yeah, you'd be sad. Mm. And we were wondering if it's maybe different for American markets. I get the feeling it might be. Yeah. I think in the UK, maybe maybe the world of picture books is... A bit I've, more wonky I've, and organic. I'm saying, I was going to say quirky, but I don't want to be insulting <laughs> to American publishers because there's so many brilliant, quirky American books, aren't there? Yeah. Um, there's always that feeling that America's a little bit more slick and cap, like, um, like more commercially minded, perhaps. Mm. It's be. also a big market, isn't it? So yeah. if yeah. there is a trend, like... Pirates, your favourite, which we should talk about after this, and how how you didn't want to do pirates, mm-hmm. but eventually did. But you know, something like that, there would be so many titles and so many different bookshops. The market can probably cope with it, but the UK is really small. So if there's one notable book that breaks a trend or introduces it, that becomes the main book, and there's not space for too many of those before they look like weak wannabes. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, I, I talked about pirates. Yeah. I, I, you've, I've always got a list in my head. I've permanently had this list in my head of things I never want to illustrate. And they're basically things that I've never seen in real life, like unicorns, uh, uh, mermaids, pirates. Dinosaurs? Was dinosaurs, dragons. Yeah. yeah. I, anyway, yeah, I was asked to illustrate a book with pirates in it. The, the story was so brilliant that there was no way I could say no, so I had to try and work out how to draw pirates. And they're so good. Oh, uh, yeah, it was a really pirates. nice challenge. I'm so glad that I decided I would have a go because yes. it turned out to be a really nice, you know, breaking through one of those barriers. It felt good. But they were your, you made them your own pirates and they didn't come about at a time when pirates were, were at their peak. Do you remember about 15 years ago, pirates and dinosaurs mm. merged into <laughs> a hybrid genre and everyone had to do those. You don't see them about anymore. Mm. Like the... I just remember the owl phase. Do you remember the owl oh, the phase? Owl was it like 2012 phase. maybe? Mm-hmm. Everything had owls on it. It was when yeah. I was at college, just left college doing animation and I was like, but I liked owls, so everything I owned had an owl on it. <laughs> and I was like, when will this bubble burst? <laughs> sloths, that was another one. I yeah, like sloths, uh, avocados. Well, that's not children's book illustration. This is general but you, pattern. you saying owls, it's another classic Helen. Once the owl trend has flown, Helen does an owl book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helen was like, it's safe now. This is a trend. <laughs> yeah, you were too late, Helen. <laughs> You're like 12 years, <laughs> 12 years old. She, she'd cleared the arena of competition. Competition and said, I will make the owls my very own, along with pirates to follow yeah. shortly. But yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like in the Freak Flag course, we're always talking about figure out what you want to do and do that first before you start checking in with anyone else. That you're, it's not even your, is it your gut? It's more like just what you like doing. Yeah, your obsessions, the things you've always loved, the things that you absolutely love drawing and keep turning up in your sketchbooks. Those are the things you're going to make the best work about because you feel stuff about those things. I love the stuff that um, I've forgotten the name of the picture book course student who did bipolar blob. 
Jodie oh, Smith. Yeah. yeah. Oh, who's yeah. going to look up bipolar blob being a trend and write a book about that? Nobody. But is she published now? She's published now. Yeah. And yeah. they've made little plushies of bipolar blob. No way. So it's, you know, serious backing. What is it? I think it's Sweet Cherry Publishers. Maybe I've got that wrong. But um, yeah, her book came out about three months ago. I mean, that there are a lot more books for children about mental health. But she's written this, you know, from her own perspective for her daughter. It's absolutely brilliant. Look up Jodie Smith Illustrator on um, Instagram. Yeah. But someone's got to make these trends, haven't they? And they usually reflect... They're successful because they seem bizarre, but they reflect something that everyone's thinking. So I don't know, I got really annoyed when everyone bought beach huts. And prior to that, they built tree houses. I was like, that's my stuff. I was waiting till I got older and had some money and I was going to build the tree house. And if I couldn't do that, I was going to get rent a beach hut. And then everyone's got a flipping beach hut. You can still so, have one. <laughs> they've sold them all and now they're like 500,000 each down what? south. They're really expensive. But it does mean that all the things you think are your own private obsessions, if, if you just get them out there quick, share your cookies you'll find they resonate with so many people. So you be the trend maker, be at the beginning of it, put your weirdest idea out there and everyone will go, oh, wow, I think like that too. I think that's so true. Sometimes you're not seeing it all over Instagram. You think you've got this weird little idea yourself yeah. and you think you feel like the only person doing it. And then you really, suddenly over the next few months, there it is all over Instagram. You think, oh, that's weird. How are we all doing that? And it's like a zeitgeist thing. And I think artists are really good at picking that up. Yeah. And I think if it comes from a, a, a true obsession of your own, that's a really good place to start. But by the time, if you look on Instagram for it, you're, you're too late. Yeah. Too late. And it doesn't resonate properly. You can see people are like, yeah, I don't pick mushrooms, but I'll draw one. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I know they don't know the name of the mushroom and they haven't been in a forest and picked one. It shows. Yeah. I'm like that with the walk to see hashtag. <laughs> Oh. I look at the walk to see hashtag and if somebody hasn't drawn it from life, I know. I absolutely, <laughs> I'm looking at it and I think, hmm, yeah. Right. The article of police yes. are real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the mushroom drawing police are also real. <laughs> you don't really believe in this mushroom. <laughs> your heart's not in it. So if you want to find out how to access your true quirks and weirdness, then maybe consider doing Fly Your Freak Flag. Because that's what that's all for, is finding what your true voice is in the absence of... Well, if you haven't accessed it yet and you don't have the confidence to know who you really are or you want to find out how to understand your ideas a bit more, that's what we teach on that course. Yeah. No trend following. Are we allowed to tell people the top secret thing about the Freak Flag course? That it'll what be is it? Tell me. The evergreen thing. That it'll be oh, yes. yes. Yeah, do so it. Then we're committed. Then we're committed, yes. Yeah, so yeah. we we'll tell you in real life it has, it's real. So, yeah, our big plan probably for the new year once the, we've birthed the business course is to turn the freak flag course into a thing that you can just access instantly you don't have to wait for a live round it would just be there waiting for you on the good ship shop shelf yeah um so yeah that'll be exciting and it won't it won't lessen the experience if well i'm not saying you have to do this but if you join the facebook group where everyone's at different stages anyway because we've got groups that had that did it last year and the year before and they're all returning back to it at different times and taking it at their own pace after the first run. You know, you can do it at your own pace anyway. But those groups are always posting work from different stages in the course. So if you're in the Facebook group and you feel like, oh, I'm just, I just started this Monday, there's probably no one doing it this Monday with you'll me. you shocked. Yeah, you'll be shocked. You post in Facebook and there they are. All the people going, oh, you're doing that part, part two now. 
And we'll still do our live Zooms where you can come in with your questions. So whatever stage you are at the course, you can still come to us with your questions on the live Zoom. Yeah, and we're only doing it for the Freak Flag. So the, the Picture Book course doors are open right now. Um, if you want to join that live round, and we're going to keep doing that one. And the business course will be live rounds as well for now. But yes, I just want to tell you that exciting thing. Yeah, great. Yeah, so I think thank so. You. Mm. <laughs> so we'll, do, we'll, we'll record the next one. Um, but bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. <laughs>